global energy system is undergoing a huge transition, with the costs of renewable energy becoming more competitive versus traditional sources, along with increased public awareness and pressure. Renewable energy is becoming the mainstream energy source for many, no longer an alternative just for the progressive few. Listen each week as Brant Handley and Christian Crown, founding partners of Renew Executive Search, interview renewable energy and sustainability experts that are not only making a difference to the environment, but are also growing successful businesses. Listen and learn about what attracted these experts to renewables, why they've stayed in the sector, and how they are helping renewable companies create a better tomorrow. We know you'll enjoy these stories as much as Brandt and Christian enjoyed recording them. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are looking forward to you joining us as we dive deeper on how renewables are going mainstream. Today's guest is Paul Schering. Paul founded SAP Concept in the Netherlands in 2011. He holds a degree in Master of Business in Energy Systems and has over 30 years of event power experience in international projects such as the Olympic in Athens and Torino, UEFA Championships, Volvo Ocean Race, and many, many other large-scale international music festivals. Paul is a specialist in the grid-connected systems, battery system, and zero-to-low-emission power, and works across the globe on a high-profile live events of all types. Paul, could you start up by telling us a, a bit about yourself and what led you into the renewable space? Yes, sure. Now I'm uh, almost 50 years old. And um, when I uh, finished school, um, I started to work at, at a, a generator rental company uh, because I was really dedicated into technique, uh, into power. And in that company, I uh, worked a lot with uh, powering events, and I liked the event business. Um, I worked uh, 20 years in that company. It was a family-owned company. And at a certain moment, um, I already had a, a position in, in management team. I found out that the uh, future of uh, running a, a family-owned company with a long-term vision um, uh, based on burning of fossil fuel was not a very good option. So um, I started to create an, an, uh, an, a strategic uh, energy outlook for the company um, where I could show um, the owners that uh, on one end they were walking into a dead end, but that <laughs> the good thing was that there was more than enough time to, uh, to change their company. Um, this was in, in uh, early 2000s. How did they take that message? They took it very well because they, they really, the, the company was just um, gone from the second to the third generation. So it was handed over mm-hmm. and they really were looking to have the company on the fourth and fifth generation. Um, and then it's good to see, okay, there, there might be a problem and it's better to uh, to take that serious in, in an early stage, because if you wait too long, um, yeah, it, it, it really will cause problems. Yeah. So as they, they um, saw that there was a, a, an opportunity for them, um, I was able to start all kinds of uh, technical developments. Um, we uh, developed uh, biogas generators. We developed fuel cell generators. We developed battery storage systems. 
We did lots of pilots with uh, alternative uh, biofuels. So that all leads me to uh, uh, towards more sustainability. Um, and I saw that uh, particularly the combination of sustainability and events was a very good combination. Um, events and event organizers, they also want to, they were desperately looking for sustainable power solution for, the, for their events. And the match was, uh, was found very, uh, very good. Um, however, in 2012, I felt that the um, uh, urgent of, the, of that company was uh, less strong than my urgent. So I decided to leave company and um, get more and more focused on, on sustainability of power systems um, and mostly on, on temporary power systems. Um, and then I started the company uh, uh, ZEP Concepts. Um, SEP stands for Zero Air Pollution. Um, it was very clear what the mission of the company is. Um, and we're still working on it every day. Fantastic. In SAP concepts, when you say temporary and events, it, it's what a lot of us know is when we go to a concert and we have those diesel generators sitting there humming. That's really what you're coming in with a, with a better, better strategy towards. But could you tell a little bit about more about what it is you're doing in your, in your current capacity? Yes. The, the, uh, the, the, the largest part of our uh, work, consultancy work, is uh, making smart power plants for events and festivals. So that means we, um, let's say, we act as a kind of a power producer within the organization. So every single uh, person, uh, supplier, uh, uh, going to an event who needs power, they need to submit their power request to us. We get it all together, so we get an exact detailed overview of uh, the power needs of an event. Uh, and based on that, we look to the, let's say, to the, to the best possible solutions to source that power. Um, and as we are in direct touch with the, 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 the power users, first we have a conversation with them to see if the power users is really necessary because the, the most uh, uh, sustainable power is not used power. Uh, and so often people just say, I need 24 hours a day power. But at the end, it turns out that they only need it for a couple of hours per day. Oh, so all yeah, those things already uh, help a lot. When you meet with clients, sort of, how big do you think sort of the energy-saving element is versus going green? Or it's it's both because it's on one end it's going green, and let's say uh, uh, towards sustainability, you can only say that uh, uh, you don't give a shit, but you cannot you you cannot <laughs> be against sustainability. That's not possible. You can only say, well, I, I don't I don't give a shit, but you will not um, uh, try to, to, to damage it more, so to say. Um, but on the other hand, um, if you reduce the uh, use of power uh, for the organizer, it immediately results in, uh, in, in savings, in, in financial savings. So I think power supply, especially when it's uh, uh, done by diesel generators, is one of the few sustainable uh, interventions which immediately um uh, also have a positive financial effects and lots of other uh, sustainability actions first need some investments is it often more more cheaper or less expensive for for the festivals yeah i would say in in uh 90% of all cases uh, it's cheaper 
and the other 10% we uh, uh, in agreement with the uh, organizer we spent the um, the safe budget on extra expenses um, like uh, uh, creating grid connections or making other interventions to uh, reduce reduce the uh, the emissions mm. um, so then it will be budget neutral um, but if if we just if we just look to the financial side of just of this plan uh, and not taking care of our sustainability in a way then we can always make it uh, financial uh, beneficial fantastic that must be some great selling points making it cheaper and making it better at the same time yeah but we found out that now that we work uh, seven years uh, in this business um, that people really uh, are understanding what we're doing but in the beginning uh, lots of people thought it's too good to be true and therefore <laughs> they decided not to do it <laughs> okay wow well, that's, a, that's a difficult one to, to overcome, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, well, what kind of uh, technologies do you deploy? Is it sort of batteries, solar, wind, sort of? I would say in general, all, uh, all available uh, techniques. And even uh, we use pilots on, on festival. Uh, and of course, we look on, on what area of the festival and let's say uh, how big the risk of any failure of the pilot is. Um, but the, the majority of festivals, we like to uh, connect them directly to uh, a grid connection. And then, of course, the organizers should source a renewable uh, grid power. Uh, and very often, um, the grid connection is uh, uh, not big enough for the, for the peak capacity of peak demand of, of the festival. And then we use batteries to... Um, to boost the uh, the grid connection up to uh, to higher values, um, of course there are lots of uh, um, uh, festival areas where no access to grid connection is, and then uh, the majority still is uh, diesel generators. Although mostly we try to run them on the biofuel um, like uh, HVO, hydro treated vegetable oil. Yep. Uh, it's a second generation bio uh, biofuel. Mm. Um, but also some uh, parts of the festival will either powered by solar power, um, very rarely, but sometimes wind power, um, yeah. and also some uh, fuel cell generators. Okay, um, sure. And we, we even run a biogas turbine on a festival. So everything which might be available uh, and, and is more sustainable than the diesel generator, for sure we will use it. Wow. So you're really sort of deploying a whole host of, of technologies to get the optimal fit. Yeah, true. Could, could you tell, like, give us a case story or of how you help some of these festivals or concerts? I know you've been helping some quite big events. Yeah, sure. I think uh, one of the 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 the, the best example uh, is a festival called Digital. Yeah. Um, Digital oh. is originally based in uh, in Amsterdam on the MDSM Waaf. That's the the heart of Amsterdam, uh, very close to Central Station. Uh, it's an old shipyard. Um, but later, uh, Digital also um, uh, holds festivals now in, in Barcelona, Sao Paulo, Tel Aviv, uh, Bangalore. From the beginning, we worked very close together with, with Digital Festival. So uh, I think six years ago, we started to do a good inventory on, uh, on, on the exact power demands of their show. Um, we uh, talked a lot with all the suppliers and their creatives. So the creatives, they now have a good idea about uh, the use of power. 
So if they come with a design of a stage or other things, they really uh, have already the energy consumption in mind. Mm. In uh, uh, most of the places where digital festivals held, together with the venues, we sourced uh, uh, grid connections. Um, so uh, most of the festivals now run uh, on grid connection boosted up by batteries. And in uh, Barcelona, the digital festival is held, held on uh, Parc del Forum. And on the Parc del Forum, <coughs> there are uh, uh, some large solar installations. But um, due to the lack of maintenance, um, those solar installations are not uh, uh, running. They are not in operation. The digital festival is now getting those uh, solar uh, installations back into operation. And at the end, the solar installation will generate more power than the festival consumes. And uh, the plans are now, it's, it's, we are still working on the plan. And this year's festival season has, uh, uh, <laughs> has been cancelled. So <laughs> we were course, not able course, to but... finish it this year, but probably we'll do it next year. Um, the uh, excess power, which is generated by the local solar installation, will be donated to uh, to the city of Barcelona for the people. So in a way, we can tell that in, in, in regards of power, the festival generates more power than it uses. And then we call it a regenerative uh, festival. So we bring back, we give back more than that we take. And Amazing. I think this is the next phase in uh, uh, making festivals and events and tours uh, sustainable, try to yeah. make them regenerative. I think that's really fascinating, not only sort of going to net zero, but sort of going to regenerative and sort of generating more than, than you're actually using at the festival and reducing the footprint. You mentioned Barcelona and Amsterdam. Do you sort of work globally on, on, on events? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I think we've been working on all continents, uh, including China, uh, USA, South America, uh, yeah, even Africa. I think we've, we've been active everywhere. Um, our core business is uh, within Europe, yeah. Um, but yeah, we also support um, festivals who are going global and also some some tours of some some major bands. Um, so yeah, that brings us to every part of the world. How long uh, does it take to plan such an event? Because I mean, I'm assuming it requires some somewhat more planning, doing it your way than than traditional. Yeah, true. Although we, we are currently uh, developing our own uh, software tool uh, that allows us to work uh, quicker and uh, more efficient. Mm. Um, but uh, a power plan is, let's say, if, if a festival is getting bigger and bigger, the complexity of a power plan is, is, increasingly, is uh, increasing enormously. Um, so... Let's say for, for us, a, a small event up to 25,000 visitors per day is, uh, let's say, would take us uh, between uh, 40 and, uh, and 50 hours of uh, inventory and calculation. Um, but some festivals, uh, let's say up to 200,000 uh, uh, visitors per day. Um, that really takes uh, several weeks um, because, yeah, as I said before, it then makes it very complex. Um, and there we saw that having good software in place is really uh, uh, required to make sure that you do not make any mistake. So is that some software you develop yourself? Yes. To, to, to help foster this development? Yeah. And I wanted it's most important is to be sure that you have uh, 
every power consumer which will be used on the festival, you need to be sure that that is in your tool. Um, mm. So you must give uh, uh, all the suppliers very good access to your tool to enter their, their power request. Um, and then the calculations, yeah, that's something um, uh, that really needs some, some particular expertise. Um, and that's what we do, let's say, on the back end of that software. Do you see this, uh, all your sort of learnings and techniques here on the festival? It's like a mini society, I guess, in a big festival. Is that something that can be deployed sort of wider to other areas? Or? Yeah, that's that's really uh, the case. Um, on the festival, you have all the facilities you also have on, on let's say, in, in, in a, a normal city. Yeah. Um, so including sewage systems, water systems, uh, 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 connections, uh, etc., communications, etc. Um, so that's the same, um, and yeah, I think we are uh, within within our teams. Um, all the people they are more or less um, dedicated to events. But now uh, in this year, now all the events are cancelled. We yeah. are um, uh, now working with the construction sector to mm. get our knowledge and experience uh, in place there, and there we see that. For us, as we are um, uh, used to to work on those large festivals, a construction site is very simple and easy. But the <laughs> uh, reductions we can make, they are amazing. Because Ooh, on, on a festival, we must, let's say, earn uh, uh, the reductions in uh, two or three or five festival days. But on construction sites, it's up to uh, three years. So uh, uh, let's say smaller reductions in uh, uh, in terms of percentage will create uh, uh, savings uh, in absolute uh, figures either co2 or uh, money uh, and and those figures they are really big fantastic so you're really taking sort of the whole covid uh, crisis as an opportunity to to look into other sectors that's very fascinating Yes, yeah, definitely. And I guess the construction sector is always looking for cost savings, so that's something that we welcome there. Yeah, and in a way, we found the same what we had when we started in event business, that they say it's too good to be true. But now we have so many uh, examples of all different kinds of events to show them uh, that it's not bullshit we are talking. So that really helps. So we don't need that long learning curve um, and, and also not that... We don't need so much time to uh, to, to get confidential of uh, um, to make our customers confident that we can do what we say. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's going quite well. Fantastic. What do you think the future looks like? Where will the, these systems be in in three to five years' time? Um, well, I really think that in in uh, a couple of years, um, the let's say the the, the majority of um, festivals, construction sites, all sites, uh, all cases where you need temporary power, um, uh, uh, diesel generators will be phased out and will be replaced by renewable sources in combination with batteries. I really think this is a good uh, uh, way to go. Um, and we also see that if you make uh, a proper power plants, the, the reliability of the uh, power systems we advise um, are much bigger because they are not, not unexpected power peaks or, or transients or other uh, problems. We are taking uh, we have taken a look at it uh, up front. Um, so I really think this this will go very quick now. 
just curious, are you uh, do you own the equipment or do you lease it or, or? No, no, we, uh, we we are completely independent from any hardware supplier. Okay. So that means we design uh, a, a power plan and we specify the um, uh, the, the power um, uh, generators, whether it is uh, our power storage systems or whatever. But um, the, the 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 organizer he decides where he wants to rent his equipment. So we work fully independent and we work with all suppliers together. Um, and also we encourage them to make sure that there are more. Uh, um, renewable energy options in their fleet so we encourage them to invest in batteries instead of diesel generators etc um, but but for us it's very important to uh, to act very independent um, and that's in that reason we can always come up with the best solution for our customer which is the festival organizer or even the construction company when you sort of look ahead, what do you think are some of the most significant obstacles that needs to be overcome for this to be even wider accepted? Well, that's that's constantly changing. Um, I think in, in, in the beginning when we started, there were not so many um, uh, uh, alternative options uh, in regards to power supply for temporary power. You had only diesel generators. So then first hybrid systems came up. Um, then biodiesel came up. And first, the, the, the batteries of the hybrid systems were too expensive. The biodiesel was too expensive. But we've all overcome that um, because on one hand, sometimes the energy is more expensive. But if you reduce the, uh, if, but if you reduce the uh, amount of used energy, then you are still... Um, currently, at this, at this time, some authorities have a an, uh, an, an, uh, safety issue with batteries. If we put large battery uh, systems with lithium-ion uh, on festivals, sometimes the local authorities think that it's um, uh, uh, too dangerous. So we have to talk with them uh, to convince them that, it's, that the equipment is, is, is proper, uh, is good maintained, is safe, has the, the right systems in place. Um, and I think so every time we... There are some other struggles, um, but I think it's also our role if we uh, make plans for a festival organizer. Also, those hassles, I think it's part of our package to 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 deal with them um, and and have a good conversation with all those uh, stakeholders uh, and respect each other, but also make sure that um, if there is a, a real uh, uh, um, safety issue then we would never do anything to bring anyone in danger but very often it's just a lack of knowledge that authorities say oh this might be dangerous let's not do it and then we really try to convince them with with uh, uh, good arguments and and inform them that they see okay this can be done in uh, uh, in, in a proper and safe way um, and yeah sometimes it's money then it's then it's our safety issues and then it's another issue it's, it's every every time something different and in every country it's different but i think it's just it's it's part of of our job and you have to like it uh, yeah. and then you can book success always the challenge of doing something new yeah true paul as you know sort of at renew executive search we work with both clients and candidates who are looking to grow their businesses or grow their careers in the renewable energy space and we're sort of keen to hear so what kind of qualifications do you think are needed to succeed in the renewables industry i think 
uh, well, at least for myself, I think it's good to keep uh, uh, things simple. So don't try to show everyone. Uh, 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 don't express your, express your knowledge by making things very complicated, but just make it very simple that everyone understands what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and be sure that you have a technical background that you know what you are talking about. Um, uh, and I think then you then people start to like you and they understand you and they understand what you what you are aiming. Um, and then you get uh, you come into a, a positive uh, sphere where people want to help you. Um, so I think that that's that's it. Keep it simple, based on technology, um, and 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 um, be open in what you're doing and what you're aiming for. That's fantastic. When you've seen people fail in the sector, what would you say are some of the reasons they would fail? Yeah, maybe it's too obvious because what I just said, but if, if you're not open or if you have, let's say, a hidden agenda or whatsoever, I don't think that will work so hard because um, in, in I think it will count definitely in, in, event, uh, in the event industry. The culture is that everyone helps each other because yeah. there's only one goal, that's the show must go on. <laughs> and in that same way, it's it's with the power supply also. Even if we uh, run a, a, a pilot project, we, we had the fact, I, I just told you, that we run um, a, a biogas turbine. And the biogas turbine um, had an, uh, an, an, a management system. Um, and we tried to uh, charge a battery or to boost the energy uh, from the uh, turbine into a battery. And uh, um, uh, a management system of the battery um, uh, was not um, um, communicating right, right with the uh, management system of the turbine. So at the end, uh, the combination didn't work. Um, and then everyone, you make this problem clear. Okay, can we solve it? No, we can't solve it at this moment. Um, and then you, together with the whole team, uh, also the not uh, uh, power guys, we solved the problem to change something in the festival and that the show would go on. Fantastic. And I think this is really a typical example of what I like of working uh, with innovations and energy in, in festival sector because everyone has the same goal and that's setting, making a fantastic show. And that positive atmosphere, that's something which helps you to be sure that you have fun in your work, that you like going to your work, that you... Uh, uh, give the best uh, um, uh, results. I think this is this is very good to create that around you. Fantastic! Thank you so much, Paul Schuring, founder of SAP Concepts. If you like today's podcast, do share it with your colleagues and friends, and don't forget to like us on the platform you get your podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Renewables Going Mainstream with Brand Hanley and Christian Crown, partners at Renew Executive Search. We hope you enjoyed hearing our renewable industry expert stories as much as we enjoyed recording them. If you want to learn more about this fast growing sector and learn how you can become more involved, please subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends and colleagues. For more information about Brand, Christian, Renewable Executive Search and the booming renewables industry, visit www.goforrenew.com. That's www.go4renew.com. We look forward to having you join us for our next episode of Renewables Going Mainstream.